okay, I have a bus to take to go to Moscow, to take a plane to go. And I was shaking. So I was like, you can't do this. Why? No, stay in your comfort zone. Here's your family. Here's like everything. But I'm a Gemini. I truly feel inside of me that like two sides. And another was like, no, you gotta stick to the plan. You need to go through this. It's scary, but you kind of see the end goal. You see where you're going. But between here and your goal, it's so many steps to take. And if you start thinking about all of them, it's overwhelming. No, just stick to the plan. You know the goal and you know what's the next step you need to take. Just one step at a time. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, onto our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast. Your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, we are excited to have Yuliana Shapoleva on our podcast. Who is she? Well, she's the owner of My Lamination as well as five other businesses. She's not exactly a low achiever. <laughs> she's going for it all. She's doing a lot. And we're excited to have her come on because she's going to really talk about what it took for her to build her business and to get where she is today. She, she didn't just... You know, in fact, I'll just say this. She came with a lot more disadvantages than the average person. She came to Canada where she first landed with no English and almost no money in her pocket. I think it was like a thousand bucks. That's it. And she, on a loan, because the people she was coming with didn't come with her. And then she had to figure it all out on her own and build this little lash business that's now become a big business and multiple businesses. And it's because she just had that grit. She had that determination and she knew where she wanted to go. She had that vision that she believed in and she kept her eyes on that and, and got there. And so she's going to share a lot of insights of how she got there, what she did and the struggles she went through, including when she had this, made this huge business decision. And it, also she started in panic attacks because it was so stressful. So I think you guys are going to get a lot from this. It's going to be super encouraging. If you have your own business or thinking about having your business, I hope you listen carefully because you will definitely get some great nuggets out of this. All right, guys. Next, what do we have? As always, we have announcements. All right, for announcements, guys, what do we have coming up? Well, if this is going out on time as I hope, this is probably your last day. You can buy LashCon tickets until next year. Like we are closing up, wrapping up LashCon ticket sales on 23rd of December and you can get them. So stop right now. Whatever you're doing, go get your ticket. It's by the way, we have a four month payment plan. So you only need to pay 25% down today. And then you can take your time. You get all through January, you got March, February, and March. And by spring, you'll be paid off. So then you can start saving your money towards paying for the airfare and hotel and all that. And that's, by the way, if you don't buy your ticket today, 
We're not going to sell them probably at the earliest will be March. It could be April. So you don't want to wait and have to wait till then because then, you know, things change and the prices uh, most likely will go up. <laughs> so best prices now. Go today. Buy your ticket. Otherwise, what else we have going on? Not a lot else. It's the New Year's, right? It's Christmas, New Year's, and all that this coming weekend. So right now, what you can do is just start getting ready for next year because we will be announcing a lot of stuff, rolling out a lot of things in January and February, everything from our schedule for trainings and classes. Um, we will be on January 23rd in UK teaching or speaking, not teaching. Well, I guess it's teaching, but we're going to be speaking at the London Lash Conference. So if you are in the UK, we'd love to see you there. Buy your ticket. We have a discount code in our show notes, 10% off your ticket. So please come and see us there. By the way, that's it. That's all the announcements. I don't have anything else. We will have a lot more coming in the new year when things really start ramping up. All right, guys. So let's, uh, what's next? Well, we're going to sit down with Yuli and we're going to talk about her last journey and really a lot of the things she had to overcome to build her last businesses. guys, here we are in Lashcast Studios along with Tuss. Hey, welcome to the show, Tuss. Hey. We are excited to have a new friend, someone we only got to recently get to know, and her name is Yuli, and she's with My Lamination. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi, guys. So, so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no, we're really excited to have you because we don't do this enough, and we're going to try to do it more, I think, next year, but we're, we're going to do it with you. We're going to sit down and just talk about your life and your story and really about how you got into the beauty industry and lashes and all that because there are a lot of people want to make that next big move. They're ready to do something different. Like they've been lashing, but they're like, what else can I do? And there's many options, and we want to talk kind of like your, your journey and where you went, so... Before I do yeah. that, I have to call you out. What? What, what are you going to call me out for? <laughs> I'm going to call you out because I know you were nervous about saying her name. So you just said her first name. So I'm going to make you say her last name. Okay, look at the Look, look at, at the this. piece of paper. Okay, and okay. say. This is like the coolest last name ever. And I'm going to have to say it. Okay. Shapolava. Lava. Is it Lava or Lava? No, lava. not Lava. Shop. Yeah, I, I like Lava. <laughs> Come on. Say it with confidence. Shapolava. She phonetically spelt it for me. So I'm not even looking at their actual Just spelling. read that. Shapoleva. Yay! There we go. U- Uliana Shapoleva. There we go. There I am we now, go. I am, okay, now, I am now in- you are a podcaster. <laughs> You're like shrinking back in uh, shame. I will. Welcome, I, Yuli. Yeah, welcome. Thank I, you. I, my, my big fear, I don't know if it's a fear, but it's a, definitely a, a thing I have is pronouncing people's names because I have butchered so many in my life. So if you ever meet me at a conference or a trade show and I meet you and I say your name wrong, just forgive me. I do it with everyone except for Tuss. No, you sometimes I say, say your name wrong too. too. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just to, like, just to who are you? You better. You better. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, so thanks for bringing that up. That's good. I don't feel any less insecure now. Okay, good. Um, that said, let's get into it. Um, really, let's talk about kind of what got you into beauty. Cause I don't know if that's what you've been doing all your life. I, what's kind of funny is we're getting to know you kind of as the audience does. Cause we don't, I don't know a whole lot about your background and history. So maybe you can tell us what got you into beauty and, and why. Oh, absolutely. I am from a really, really small city in Russia, Libetsk. That's another word that you might... Libetsk. The one be able to pronounce it, <laughs> yes. 
And I wasn't even thinking about any sort of beauty industry. I was living my best life. I was 18 years old. Whatever people at 18 years old doing here yeah. in the in States or Canada, we were doing the same stuff there. And uh, Lash Extensions were just starting out there. I don't know if you're aware, but I think on that side of the world, beauty industry started developing a little bit sooner mm -hmm. than in North America. So it was 15 years ago. So because I am uh, the, my small city, not too far from Moscow, it's like five hours drive. And okay. I had a friend there and she was like, Uli, there's just a company like it's so new, so interesting, so cool. They're doing this training for lash extensions. They want to learn. I was like, ah, game, like it's awesome. I'll come. So I, I went there and I learned it and it was awesome. And back then it was 0.25. I don't know yeah. if you remember those. That was like all those steep oh, yeah. and mm -hmm. plasticky. And at some point when I was 23, so five years later, it happened that uh, I got an opportunity to go to Canada to learn English. Mm. Um, just for like a few months, I was like, hell, why not? Yeah. And I came to Canada uh, with zero English, with a thousand dollars in my pocket because my parents were like, are you crazy? Who do you think you are? You're going to go to like Toronto? Where is that even? Like, yeah. show us on the map. I was like, guys, don't worry. Cool. I'll, it's fun. Like, I don't know what, what can happen to me. If anything, I'll come back. They're like, oh my God, it's so far. Like, I left my city maybe three, four times in my entire life. I'm here, oh, like wow. small girl, 20 something years old, going all the way, flying all the way. I had to actually, I had to sell my phone to buy a ticket on the plane <laughs> to go there. Wow, what a sacrifice! Yeah. So this was so, like a I, huge step for you and 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 your family. And what? Why? And why? I guess why did you decide? You no, know I want to just mix L it up learn, and learn go somewhere English? else. Why? I guess Toronto. I guess lots of whys here. <laughs> The why that's it just it wasn't even me. There was my girlfriends who decided because oh. they were studying English and oh, French okay. and they wanted to go to uh, learn some more experience. And I was like, I'm gonna come with just you. Try something but new. The, yeah. But at the end of the day, we all applied for visas, but out of three of us, only me who got the visa, they oh. got denied. And I was like, it's already paid. I cannot get a refund. And it was lots of money for us to to yeah. spend on an airplane and i was like i'll just go i'll just see what's there but i was just talking like a few days ago with one of my students about she's like how did you make this how did you decide i remember as, as it's today i was sitting on a couch in a one-bedroom apartment on a one suitcase that I could pack my the entire life. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I have a bus to take to go to Moscow, to take a plane to go. And I was shaking as I was like, Uli, you can't do this. Why? No, 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 no. Just cancel it all. Just stay here and just stay in your comfort zone. Here's your family. Here's like everything. But I'm a Gemini. I don't know if you, I truly feel inside of me that like two sides. And another was like, no. You gotta stick to the plan. You decided you need to go through this. It's scary, but you kind of see the end goal. You see where you're going, but between here and your goal, it's so many steps to take. And if you start thinking about all of them, it's overwhelming. It's scary. It's like, no, just stick to the plan. You know the goal and you know what's the next step you need to take. Just one step at a time. The step you need to get up in the morning and you need to go to the bus station. I went there. Then you need to take the bus. <laughs> and then you need to come to Moscow. Then you need to get your ass in a plane. Just one step at a time. And that's where I am. I'm here. 
And as I said, I had a thousand dollars in my pocket. I had no English. I had no friends. I had no family. I was in a new country. And now I own six businesses and I speak English, not perfect, but well enough for me. You do well. You, you do, do well. Yeah. <laughs> I know your podcast. Look at me. That, so, that's amazing. Wow. So basically you had this moment of panic and overwhelmness, and then you talked yourself off the ledge by saying, don't look at Z, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the whole alphabet. Yes. You just need to look at the next thing next and you step. broke it down Focus for yourself. Focus on B. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I've, that, I've, I've, that is I've never so heard, wise. I've heard similar takes, but the way you said that was really, i say more clear. And I love the idea of just take the next step. And then instead of worrying about, yeah, because I think most people get paralyzed by the whole alphabet ahead of them. Like yeah. they, see, they see all these letters I have to deal with. And like, just all you have to do is B, like you said. And once you get to B, then you'll deal with C. And then so far, I love it. That's a great way. So can out. I just ask yeah. a little bit about this program? Because it seems like it takes a lot of courage to be the only one out of your girlfriends at that age to say, yeah. I'm going at to do 18. this. What kind <laughs> of program was it that allowed you to come and learn? So I was 23 at that point already, and the program was to study English. That was the only way to get to Canada, because Canada does not give out uh, just visas left and right. It's quite hard, and especially for the citizens of Russia in particular. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just the stars aligned, and I was there to study English for like a few hours a day. That's basically the program. It calls work and study, something like that. And you're supposed to just study. And I don't know how in, about the States, but here, when you enter the Canada, you cannot study or work without the permit. Yeah. And at the border, I was supposed to get for three months a study permit. But again, I really believe in destiny. I really believe in whatever you have in mind, the power of your wish, the power of your mind. And the officer that got me in the Canada, and he was trying to talk to me, and all I was doing is just, I'm a very smiley person, and again, I had zero English. But he was asking me something. I was just smiling back at him, trying to explain. And he's like, now I know what he was saying. He's like, you have on your pre-papers work permit for study only for three months. What about I'm going to give you for a full year study and working permit? Oh, wow. And I was just nodding and smiling. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was like, I was so terrified that he won't let me in. But I was like, sure, yeah. So and then after, when people explained to me what happened, I was like, how did it happen? Wow. They're like, we forgot about it. What a gift. It meant to be. Yeah. So yes, and then because I had two permits, studying permit, uh, the study and uh, the working permit, but I had, remember, $1,000 in the pocket. Rent at that time was 600 a month. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pay 600 a month for pot in the room in the house. I was like, okay, maybe I'll leave on some, I don't know, potatoes for the first month. I don't know what it is. But there was, a, like in Lipetsk, I had place to leave, decent place. I had food on my table. I had support. And he was like, hmm, what am I going to do? Eating potatoes? But whatever, whatever <laughs> it takes. And I was like, I need to find a job because I cannot do this. So I had study. I was from nine to one. I was learning English. That was cool experience. I've met lots of my friends who are friends until living today with me. And then from one, I had to travel two hours to work. And my first job I found, I was a casino dealer. Wow. <laughs> numbers. Okay. And they did not require much English. Well, you need to do just the count. Mm -hmm. And I was like, perfect. So I had to travel two hours from my school to the casino. Then I was doing a shift there from three 
to believe it was 11. So then two hours back. So I was home by like 12-ish, 1 a.m. Then I had to do homework for my school. And then again, again, that was really rough times. Yeah. It was really But I saw my end goal. Mm-hmm. And this is what you need to have a clear vision where you're heading. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I know that this is right now not achievable, but my B is this. Yeah. To just learn English, make money for now. And then we'll see how it goes. No, that's great. And I think what's really cool is also the you're willing to sacrifice, right? You're willing to eat, Absolutely. like you said, potatoes. Like, I'll just eat potatoes for a while. Not that that's yeah. your forever. You're not like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'll just travel four hours a day. You yeah. know, I'll just be exhausted, yeah. you know, at the coming home at the crack of dawn to do my homework. And almost everyone I know in the industry, when I get to talk about their backstory a little bit, almost all of them have this similar, I realized I had to give up this if I wanted to get that. And like, you have to be willing to sacrifice. If you just wanted to have it all and just be like, wake up one day and have a business and be successful and have all these things. And you didn't really pay the sacrificial um, toll toll of what it takes to get there. It's just not going to happen. Or I think you also said, I think a lot of people, they have this idea that where they want to go and then they get distracted and go in all these different directions. They do this and they do that and they do this and then they forget. Where are you trying to go? Where's your future? What are you trying to make of your life? And that is kind of like your North Star. Then you'll put up with anything, right? It sounds like you've gone through an amazing Challenge. amount of challenges. Now, for you, that was that first year and you got a visa. Now, did you have to go back home after that? Or were you? did you find a way to kind of stay in the industry and, and begin to transition into the last world? Where did that all go or how did that all play out yes uh but again because you need to adapt for any conditions you are right so i being a dealer at the casino wasn't pay, paying that much and i had to come up with it i was like okay i'm a great lash artist like the best i know <laughs> i am really great so why don't i start taking clients at home yeah i didn't know how the industry was working so i started doing some ads on social media I've got some clients and I was living with roommate and I asked for, is it okay if I'll start taking on that little couch here? <laughs> and uh, at the beginning, it was the same people because again, zero English, remember? Yeah. I mean, not zero, but at that point, like maybe 0.5 English. <laughs> um, and uh, I was starting the, the seeing clients who are also Russians or Ukrainians or from the same country. So we yeah. could talk. And that's how I got into lashing back already here in Canada. And people were amazed. They're like, wow, we don't have these techniques here. Mm. That's amazing. You're so great. Then one morning I got called from, we have, um, I would say, like rich area in Toronto, Yorkville. And it was a quite famous lash salon there. I don't know if they're there at the moment, but they called me on my cell phone. And again, I was like, what? They're like, Uli. I was like, could you please talk slower so I can understand you. And they were trying because the when you talk and when you can read lips, it's much easier. Uh-huh. And they were like, very slow. We want to offer you a job. I was like, job is good. Anyways, <laughs> I was like, that was hilarious. How people even like tolerated me. But anyways, I always with a positive attitude. And yes, I did not even look. I wasn't looking for a job at the salons, but mm. they hired me. I came for interview and they gave me tools. And back then I was working with the tweezers and the toothpick. Mm-hmm. So my oh. second pair, it wasn't this, uh, the pair of tweezers, it was, it was a toothpick. toothpick. And they're like, I was like, how are you going to do it? I was like, you watch. And I did the set within 45 minutes. It was the fullest set. 
It was no stickies, nothing. It was perfect. They were checking and they couldn't believe it. And they're like, can you show how you're going to do the consultation? I was like, I can't. I was like, you, if you can like help me with the questions, what most people ask, I will prepare. I will just memorize the answers. Mm-hmm. So they were hesitant about hiring me because of my English, but they did. They did hire me. They offered me, I was getting paid $17 an hour. I was beyond happy. It was amazing. And I stayed there, I think maybe for half a year. I've learned a lot of English. I've learned a lot of vocabulary within the industry. Mm. I was doing only lash extensions. I wasn't even exposed to lash lifts yet. Yeah. And then I got fired. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 nothing that, nothing that. Okay. Because I was still seeing clients at home. And with my hand on my, uh, on my heart, I did not steal or I did not poach any single client. It was completely two different clientels. Those who are coming to in my apartment with a um, roommate mm-hmm. to get served on a couch and people who are coming to Yorkville salon. Come on, guys, yeah. let's be real here. Yeah. They're completely different clientele, yeah. right? But they weren't cool with this and they found out that I'm doing this. I was like, but this is how you found me to begin with. I didn't <laughs> like you. So when they weren't cool with this and they said goodbye, I was like, whatever, goodbye. Now that's how my journey started on my own. Mm-hmm. Then I rented the room because I was like, okay, I already had a sense of how it is to be in a salon. I already got a sense of how to, not to run the salon, but to work within salon. I was like, I think I'm ready for the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I already saved up a little bit. It was like a year in in Canada. I already figured out how I can extend my papers at the time. I extended for another year. Okay. Rented a small room in the spa and started doing the lashes there. And then grow out of that room and decided to open my small salon. And my now husband, he's like, I was so afraid. I was like, I don't know what to do. He's like, you can do it. And my, my husband is my biggest support. And when I met him, I was like, oh, that's the one. When I met him, all the stars aligned. I was like, okay, now I know why I had to come to Canada. Why that was my destiny. Why I got papers. Why I got visa. Why all of this happened to me. Like then that made sense. Mm. That's very sweet. Yeah, he helped me a little bit with uh, with opening salon. So I the first like it was very tiny one then expanded with i started hiring people hired more people more and more then we moved to the the location that i have right now it's almost three thousand square feet two floors we're doing lots of different services yeah this is how like i got into this but again remember i came with a thousand dollars in the pocket yeah that's amazing eating potatoes for um all the time and, and this has also been i mean this is you came here it sounds like 2012 would that be about the time 2013 2013, 2013. Yeah, yeah so that's nine years since then it's not like it happened overnight it's been a journey and it's been like anything in life it takes time and patience and yeah. a lot of determination it sounds like <laughs> so how did you get started with the lamination that started when pandemic hit Oh, when so pandemic hit and everything got closed down, shut down. I don't know how long you guys been closed in in the states, but out of two years, my salon was closed for one and a half. Yeah, and that means no revenue, no income. I mean, we did have quite help from the government, so it was rent subsidies. Wages subsidy. It was, and we didn't know what to do and how to do and what and where. I mean, I was doing at that point already the lash lifts, but it wasn't even close to what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And when I got into the lash lifts right before pandemic hit, more into lash lifts, I saw that there is not much of the products that I like 
Mm -hmm. uh, offer in North America. And most of my trainings that I took are from Russia and Ukraine because this is the language I speak. And I saw, because I did take a few courses here in Canada, and then I was taking some courses back home, and it was day night. It was the quality of the trainings are not even close to it again, day and night. And I started looking more for the products that they use over there. And I was like, oh, my nation, I really like it. I said, so I, the first batch I ordered from there, or I was going there, I don't remember, I was going there and I brought with me. And once I ran out, I tried to find this product here in Canada and it was nobody. So I reached out to the main office there in Italy and I asked, do you have a distributor? And they said, no, we don't. And you know what that means yeah, on my interpreter. And I was like, oh, you don't? Ooh, da -da -da. I was like, how can I become a distributor? And this is how we started uh, the communication. That was a long process because they don't really speak English. I don't really speak Italian. So it was <laughs> back and forth. And they, were, they said, sure, but you need to start with the minimum order. And the order was quite significant. I was like, yeah. I don't know, but it takes what it takes. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure, let's do it. I got the product in. And again, at that point, I was already exposed to many, many products because I already started doing lots of lash lifts and I already had my online training and my online training was, I don't do this training anymore, but I'll tell you, it's very unique training that was teaching you how to work with any product. Mm -hmm. Basically, the, for example, in lash extensions, it doesn't really matter what brand of lashes you're going to use. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what type of glue you're going to use. The principle of doing lash extensions is the same. Yeah. What kind of tweezers you're going to use. It's just like a little bit adapt your, your technique to the specific glue. Right. If it's working faster or slower, right? So the same with lash lifts, but all in North America, you can see that ba uh, based on brand, mm -hmm. let's say this brand is teaching you how to do it. And then when the student finish the course, they're so afraid to even try some other brand mm -hmm. because they're like, no, 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 I was trained on this brand and the other brand will work differently. Nobody tells you that all products work very, very similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my course was based on many different brands. I was teaching the, the principles, principles of, yeah. of the lash lifts. And again, I already at that point tried so many different brands and Smile Nation was one of my best, my personal preference brands. And then I had an opportunity to become a distributor. And then they asked me to become their head trainer in Canada. I was like, wow. this is golden, golden. So I am very honored to be a representative of my elimination in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I think they feel pretty cool and honored to have me as their representative. So it was just like, star again, stars aligning. You see, when, when it meant to be, it meant to be. I was wondering, because I know there's other people probably thinking, because they don't, maybe they don't want to start a whole brand themselves. Maybe they're more like, wow, I wouldn't mind being a distributor. That way I don't have to like create the whole brand. So for you, when you reached out, was it just a simple email? I mean, did you pitch them like, hey, here's what I think I can do to help you guys grow? I mean, I guess, how did you approach them and sell them so that they would pick you versus, you know, someone else? So my smile usually works, but it was over email. <laughs> I couldn't smile over the email. Yeah. But yes, I sent them email. It took me, I think, six emails oh. to send them until they reply. It wasn't, uh, they're not replying me one email that uh, I'm, no, I'm not giving up. I know that you don't have anybody in Canada and probably you're just busy. Again, you're a world-known company. Mm -hmm. You're busy and maybe this email went to junk or maybe this email went something else. I'm going to keep emailing you until you tell me it's either yes or no. So I think it took me like good three months until they actually got back to me. And they said, can you please send us pictures? Can you send us more information about yourself? And I was like, ah, this is, I was like, 
I'm ideas behind, but my husband is really good with English. He's like, he's wrote up. And then I was like, maybe I didn't have to write it very nicely because they don't speak English anyway. So they're going to do it. They Google Translate. So yes, I send them email um, explaining and describing what is my vision of my illumination in Canada, mm. that how I see I can grow the company that with my education, with my experience in the beauty industry, because I have a business management degree and I'm in the, in the, in the lash industry. So this two, one plus one. Yeah. And they liked it. They said, perfect, let's give it a go. So we signed a contract and... Here I am. Here you are. What I love is that you didn't take no for an answer. I mean, well, you waited until you actually heard a yes or a no. And it took, like you said, three months and six emails. And a lot of people don't have that stick to itness. They think, oh, I didn't hear from anything. I'm just going to move on to something else. Or they take it personally, right? I think that's another thing which I really liked that he said. Like, you try to put yourself in their shoes. When they're probably busy. The email gets lost. Like, you came up with reasons that were not, oh, they hate me. They don't want working with me. You attributed to other things that could be going on, which gave you permission to keep harassing them. Until it's they like find- thinking the best about yeah, you were thinking a, the best. Because it's natural. I think a lot of people, when you hit a wall, the first thing you want to do is like, oh, they don't like me, or it's not supposed to happen, or this is a mess, or they, they're a horrible company. It's like, no, 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 it wasn't any of those. The guy just never opened your email. What I'm teaching my staff, my team members, is never assume. Never assume that the client doesn't want to buy a retail or something out here. Never assume what they're in their head. What you think and what they think, completely two different things. Absolutely. Offer. Offer until you hear an answer. They will say no thank you to the aftercare. You got an answer. No thank you. Done. But never something to what? Like be certain <laughs> with your answers. Be certain with your offers. And if you believe in yourself, I knew and I still know that I can't bring this company value. And I'm showing you my vision. Say with aftercare, whatever you're selling to your clients, say this is a conditioner for your lashes. Represent this value. Represent, show that this is the best product for your lashes. Mm-hmm. Explain why. And if you're not certain, if you're nobody will buy it. Nobody yeah. will buy the, your vision. Yeah. Yes. What I love is that you came up with what you could bring to the, this company and your specific talents and your vision, and you took the time to articulate that and to share that with them. It's it was easy for them, I'm sure, to say like, oh. I like her idea. You know, they didn't have to reinvent the wheel. You came up with the pitch. And I also think they didn't owe you. you, I'm sure you were this way. They didn't owe you anything. Like you weren't like, well, you owe me. I'm a good person. I've done all these things. I'm amazing. You should give me this chance. It's like, no, no. You had to show them where you gave them value. And I think we get that sometimes. People reach out to us and want to do things. And they're just looking to take from us. They just want, can I get this from you? Can I get this from you? And I'm like... It really works better when you show me how we can both benefit from this relationship versus you just benefiting from us. And I think that's common when someone's trying to, when they're kind of new to the industry or new to things and don't understand the way the world works, they're going to go a lot further if they think, how can I give that company value? How can I help, you know, help you with my lamination? If someone approaches you, what can they do to help my lamination grow and make more money? You're probably more likely to work with that person if someone comes up and goes, I'm kind of broke and I really need a job. And if you could just give me some work, I promise I'll make it up to you someday. <laughs> it's like, yeah, never expect anything from anybody. Nobody owes you nothing. 
So always show to this person value can you bring to them, making decision for them easy. Mm-hmm. This is is a no-brainer to say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're like, mm, I'm, I'm kind of cool, I'm good. So you'll be, you know, kind. no, no. Say actually what value in numbers or in very detailed, what can you do or what you can guarantee? Absolutely. Along the way, what have been some of your biggest struggles? Because it seems like you're very ambitious and you're driven and you seem to just jump into things without fear and it'll just work its way out. But along this way, have there been self-doubts? Have there been struggles? Things that kind of really push back at you as you as you've moved through this journey in the lash industry? Every single day, there's a pushback. Every single day, there's a challenge. Whatever you see on social media, and I have a quite a, a big account on social media, and every day people ask me, Uli, it looks like you have everything together. It looks like you're so organized. It looks like, but how do you do it? In reality, I'm a hot mess. Sometimes <laughs> you wake up and you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't. And that's okay. We're human beings. That's that's okay. But then with the self-love, you're saying, no, you can and you will. You will get this butt out of this bed. Step by step, you'll go to that washroom, you'll brush your teeth, then you'll make a coffee and the day will seem much better to you. Once you've done this, you're like, okay, okay, now I can do something else. And if you have a supporters in your life, like husband, I don't know, parents or siblings, anybody, friends, that's a great asset. They will support you. But sometimes you don't. And that's okay, too. Then you need to be the biggest supporter of yourself. Because in reality, nobody really cares about you. Nobody really cares if you got up and brushed the teeth. Nobody cares what you've done. Everybody here for themselves. But you, this is the person who needs to be motivated the most. And the, sometimes we have there our ups and downs. And again, that's okay. And I fell multiple times. And what sets me apart from many other people that I have my vision. And when i down, and sometimes I can be down for a few days there, sometimes even longer, but eventually I will get up. I will get up and I will see my vision again. And I will continue those steps to my dream and to my vision. Do you write that down, by the way? Do you have any sort of thing or is it just in your head? How do you keep your mind on the vision? They have heard about vision board. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm updating my vision boards, I would say yearly. I've learned it from Tony Robbins. I am a huge fan of his. I've taken all his courses. And this is what basically he's teaching you, that you can do literally anything and everything. Everything is in your head. And if I could fly all the way from Lipets, from Russia and be here, then you can do it as well. You don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be born in a rich family. You don't have to be anything. You can start from anywhere, anytime. If you're 15, if you're 55, it doesn't matter where you're starting. This is all about your determination, how much you will put in yourself. Can we talk a little bit, you mentioned just a few minutes ago about when you have a disappointment or when you you lose your vision temporarily, a little setback. Can you give an example of what a setback looked like in your life and then how you remembered your vision? Could you be a little bit more specific? Overcome it and and you'll get through that. It was a really big one. When I had my salon, I still have, I had a partner in my salon. And at some point, my partner and I, after we stopped seeing eye to eye how to operate the business. And because we were equal partners 50-50, for me, every day it was, I'm doing something that 
I don't want to do or I'm doing or I'm operating something that it's not aligning with my vision. And I wanted to stay true to myself. I wanted to do what I want to do. And it was a really hard decision. And I brought it up. So we decided to separate. Mm. And that was, I really do not wish to anybody. This is, that was literally a divorce, a divorce yeah. uh, process. A business and divorce, yeah. Yeah. That was very, very painful. I learned what are the panic attacks are, and Uh those are not fun. And at that moment, I could not think about anything. That's all was occupying. And I really like this, where your focus goes, your energy flows. And in that moment, I really felt it because this this is all I could think of. And this is my energy was just floating and I couldn't do anything. And thank God I have, I had my support, my husband, he's like, it's okay. In a three months, we will be sitting here and we will be looking back at this, the situation and we will be saying, oh, it was stressful, but it's gone now. So I was down back then, but then it happened and things are happening. And that was happening. And eventually we signed our, the separation, the documents, and I ended up buying her out and we said goodbye to each other. And it was close chapter. It was rough chapter, but then I was like, what do I do now? And then I was like, okay, my vision is there. It's still there. It was kind of clouded for a few months, but it's still there. I am who I am. Nobody can take this away from me. And I am up and running now. So this is the goal and we're back on track. Sometimes life will take us on a detour from our vision. And again, that's okay. I was struggling a lot with uh, beating myself up for not hitting that goal on time or not being there as fast as I can. But again, life is happening and sometimes we get sick. Sometimes I was pregnant twice and have two kids in this period. and. When I was looking at other people, like, and they already had their academies, and I was like, ah, and I'm puking and pregnant, and uh, I can't do this. If I would be, I would be, like, so far. And, again, I was a little bit off, but then I gave birth, and my kids are growing up now. I have five years old and three years old now. And (laughs) it's all falling in place when you are being patient when you're sticking to the plan when you have your vision uh when and you when you're just doing everything out of love and out of uh what's the word passion or passion yeah Yeah. when you're doing it out of passion this is and do it for you do it for yourself and do what you love and then everything will just come in place I think it's great because I love, again, something that I, I see a lot when I, I, people online upset about things or sharing things. Patience is a undervalued virtue. I just think that people have don't. Have an expectation. It should be yeah, like immediate. Because they, they think everything they see on Instagram was built overnight and nothing was built overnight. Every success story is taken five to ten years. Usually that's kind of the range. I say, yeah. give it five yeah. to 10 years and then start complaining if things aren't going your way. Even then, by the way, complaining doesn't help you fix it. It just makes you blame other people and taking the step of taking personal responsibility and saying, Hey, it's not working out. Guess what? It's my fault. It's not working out because I didn't do things right or I didn't pivot or I didn't listen or I didn't adapt. But with you, obviously it sounds like you've been more than willing to adapt. And I also love the fact you threw in the motherhood thing in there. Cause I think a lot of women struggle with that. And I know even with Tuss dealt with this at times, you can't you can resent your kids because you feel like they're holding you back 
from your, your dreams. Like, oh my gosh, if I just didn't have all this or that, I'd be so further along. But I think you, the better approach is embrace the, your, your family, embrace this chapter of life and realize it's a season and you're going to get there. It may be a little bit different than you planned originally when you had no kids, but you can still get there. They're not stopping you. Oh, they taught me patience. Oh, so much. And I wouldn't be who I am right now without my kids. They taught me so much of the multitasking. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. And no, I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful how the life is turning out, how we're um, flying in between and, you know, and, ad- and not just adapting, but being thankful for everything that comes your way and sometimes the things that are coming your way are not pretty and you think not um no why it's happening to me i mean it, why this is happening why this has been sent to me or on me what do i need to learn from this yeah and how can i grow from this yeah, yeah. Great. and i think it's important as moms for us not to despise the privilege of of being uh, a parent. And like you, you said it, you said, you know, when you're throwing up and you're, you're, you're comparing yourself, like why other people have their academies yet? It sometimes can feel like a setback, but it's like, you have to recalibrate the way that you think. And, and you said it yourself, you, you said, okay, I'm just going to get on track with my thoughts. And it's just an encouragement not to despair of a challenge you might be going through when you're comparing yourself to other people, when it comes to kill to having kids, you know what I mean? Kids are a gift. And, um, you know, it seems like you have uh, figured that one out. Um, we should probably wrap up soon, but this has been really helpful, and I've really enjoyed our time. Um, I was thinking about if you could go back and think, I mean, the partnership, obviously, that was pretty painful. And I, and I, I anyone who's thinking about going to partnerships, you really got to think twice about it because, man, it, it's, like going, it's like marrying someone. You are marrying someone. It's a legal contract. It can come back and bite you, and you can lose a lot of money and a lot of sleep. But aside from that thing, is there anything else that you look back and say, if you could do it differently, you would change it or approach it? Or, you know, looking back at the, you know, since you've come here and built this, your businesses and all that? Uh, yes. I mean, my very first advice to everybody who is starting, I'm, I'm saying, do not get a partner or <laughs> think 10 times first before you'll get into it. Because in the beginning, it seems like it's a fun idea. We can do it. But yeah. then, 99% of the times the partnerships are not working and they're falling apart. And the second one, what I would recommend in order for you to grow faster, you need to remember that you cannot do it all yourself. Mm. You need to learn how to assign things to other people. You cannot do taxes. You cannot do creative work. You cannot do ads. You cannot do, but there are people who are trained to do this. So instead of you trying to do and being overwhelmed and you have only 24 hours a day, overwhelmed with kids and household and work and this and that, and you're not meeting and you have these ideas and you're not meeting them. But then what I learned, so for example, I need to work on social media and there is a specialist for the social media. If I will spend three hours of my time and my time worth quite like expensive because it's not just about money i would rather to spend this three hours with my kids instead of paying somebody who will do the same amount of work for 15 minutes because they are professionals so outsource whatever you can and if you can afford it then outsourcing is 
a great, great helpful tool for you to grow faster, bigger, and not to be so overwhelmed and actually enjoy your life. That's great. No, I think outsourcing is something that we even struggle with at times. And and we when we had a salon, it was no big deal. But we have uh, we've slowly begun to outsource. But I hear that a lot from people who have gone and finally kind of crossed over that barrier where they're like, yeah, I was just kind of struggling getting by. And then I hired a bunch of professionals who knew their stuff, who did the video for me. They did my copywriting. They did this or did that. And all of a sudden, their companies blew up because – they were no longer doing everything. They were the biggest block in their company was themselves. And when they finally removed themselves from that, all of a sudden the company could grow. And I think a lot of people out there, I mean, now if you're just a sole artist and you're just trying to do lashes, that's, you'll, you're not, that's a different issue. But if you're like, I want to be doing lashes and I want a product line and I want to do trainings and I want to do these things and I want to do that, you can't do them all. You literally can't. You'll die. <laughs> and so. Even for lashes, I know a lot of the lash artists without portfolio, nobody will know how awesome you are. But to, to do portfolio to edit pictures yeah. like if you're not professional if you're just learning on some i don't know snapseed or so or, or some apps it will take you forever yeah. on a fiverr or any uh the freelancer websites you can find somebody who will do it for like two dollars yeah i would rather pay two dollars to somebody out of my tips if you're doing the lashes yeah and edit 10 pictures so you can uh, like whatever you'll spend 20 dollars and you will upload them on social media and that will bring you way more, more than 20 dollars yeah and more and more the same with videos like even if outsourcing you can find anywhere it doesn't matter if you're a distributor if you're a trainer if you're just doing out of your home in this three hours that you would spend go and enjoy a walk <laughs> or spend time with your kids and yes yeah, spend the 20 dollars on on, on pay, to pay somebody to do this work for you who will do better than you do yeah. absolutely no, that's great I, I think that's a good tip and hopefully people who've been holding out by the way fiverr is great another one's upwork we use Upwork a lot. Upwork, mm-hmm. I feel like, is another level. It's a little bit more expensive, but you also get better, more professional stuff. So if, but if you want the more affordable people, Fiverr definitely has a lot of affordable M people out there. And they give you reviews. So you can see their work ahead of time. You don't have to just hire someone out of the blue and hope they work out. You can go in and you can see reviews. You can see samples of their work and that way you can make sure they're a good fit for you. So very, very cool. Um, well, any, I appreciate so much of you coming on, Uli, and uh, spending your afternoon with us. I want to know, um, where can people find you? Yeah, we didn't really talk about my lamination too much. We found out. It's okay. <laughs> we, we need more time, but maybe you can tell us like, you know, where they can find you and all the fun stuff. So you can find me if uh, on my uh, on my social media. Uh, I'm lashmother.uli, U-L-I. This is how you can find me. I'm sharing a bunch of different lash lift tips, business tips. I'm inspiring lash checks. And not just the lash check, within the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go and follow me there. And then from that page, uh, I have links to my businesses that uh, where you can find the My Illumination is one of them. The distribution, we also have MyLumination.Canada. This is the Instagram for My Illumination, if you're interested. And we have a special promotion. You can apply for online training using a code, get 50 off and get that, yes, 50% off wow. for online training for My Illumination. That's very that sweet. So get, so get get five zero off, O-F-F? Okay. 50 off. Awesome. Yes. Online of online training. That wow. Is, uh, thank you. That uh, Guys, see, this is why you listen to the podcast. You get cool stuff like that. <laughs> Aside from getting to meet amazing people like Uli. Because you're in Canada. Now, do you ship to the United States? Is that yep. so people, if they <laughs> yes. want to try your product and all yes. that? 
Okay. States and Canada, yes, yes. You can take the course from anywhere in the world and the kids uh, or products can be shipped to Canada or, or States. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm so excited to meet for everybody at the LashCon. That's I'll right. Be here with- Yes, I'll be with my elimination there and with my another business with the beauty house shop. So I'm super, super excited. So, uh, stop by and say hi and take selfie. Yes, oh, we're definitely. Have no, so it's much be awesome. fun, Yuli. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. And uh, we're very, very fortunate to have you come and join us here in Southern California. Have you been to Los Angeles before? Or is this your? No, no, it's going to be my first time. Okay. I know. Super excited. Fantastic. It'll be a lot warmer than Toronto in November. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish. I wish. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we will obviously see you in a few weeks, actually. In a few weeks. But otherwise, Uh, Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much, guys. You're awesome. Looking forward to meeting you in person. Hey, guys, guess what? That's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And we also want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And just thank you for following and being supportive. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. And it means so much that you take time of your busy life to join us here on our podcast. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at the last conference as well as at Lashcast. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my last reindeer, Tustany, as well as our special guest, Liuli, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you're a friend in the lash industry. 